Hello, everyone, and welcome to Husband and Headboard with your host, Melanie Lewis. Thank you guys so much for joining me for my first episode. This first episode of Husbands and Headboards is going to be my story. I'd like to thank my cousins for pushing me on to do this. They were so tickled and just in hysterics over this story that they thought I should make it into a podcast. So here we are. And I'm going to jump right into the middle of the story because the beginning of it is just more personal. It's just a little boring. So I'm just going to jump right in the middle. I'm not going to use anyone's names out of privacy, but I think you guys are going to get a real kick out of this story as a lot of my family has. And looking back, it's actually really funny. So when I was going through my divorce, we are starting now at January, 2020. When I was going through my divorce, I was still living in the home and my husband at the time was leaving a lot and I didn't know where he was going, but I was assuming that he was going to see someone, a woman. And so I was very upset by that. And my sisters were like, what are you doing? Why aren't you tracking him? Why aren't you following him? Like what, what's going on? If you don't track him, I will. I was like, okay, fine. So I ended up tracking him to our old neighborhood and got an address, looked the address up and was able to connect it to a man's name. So I look that man up, I find him on LinkedIn and I send him a message and I say, Hey, you wouldn't be happy to going through a divorce right now or any marital problems, would you? Why don't you give me a call? I mean, can you imagine getting that message on LinkedIn on a random freaking day? So hour and a half later, ring-a-ling-a-ling, this guy calls me and he's like, what is going on? I can't believe this. I haven't been in my home since August. I can't believe she would, you know, this is happening. But I was like, me too. We just start talking and just starting putting two and two together. And we talked for, you know, a couple days and I had told a friend of mine, Hey, I found the husband of this woman that, you know, my husband's going to see. And she's like, are you sure that that's the right family? And I was like, Yes, it's the right family. I mean, how many people on that street are going through a divorce? And so she kept saying that. And so then I call this guy and I'm like, hey, is there anybody else on your street that could be going through a divorce? And he goes, well, my good buddy has, you know, has been out of the house for a while and is going through a divorce. I could give him a call. He's like, because I want to make sure I really want to make sure this is me. And I was like, well, I do, too. And so I was like could you tell your buddy to call me like how how weird how weird right so he calls his friend the friend texts me we set up a time to talk when he calls we figure it out that it's actually his ex-wife so i ended up calling the wrong family which is just a funny little turn of events because it turned out to be just fine. The two guys are actually, were actually very close and are still our friends. And so it ended up just being something funny between the three of us. So it turns out it's another guy's wife. Okay. So then he and I start talking and in the midst of this time running parallel to that story is in the same week. I'm going out to dinner with a dear friend of mine and I've got my phone in my coat pocket and at dinner, she gets up to go to the bathroom and I check my phone. I've missed four calls from guess who this woman 
who I don't know from a hole in the wall. She leaves a message on my phone, super smug like she owns me. Melanie, this is so-and-so. You will pick up the phone when I call you. I was like, I, are you talking to me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you talking to me? I know sure as damn hell you are not talking to me like that. You got the wrong girl, sister. She rage called me four different times, demanding I pick up the phone when she calls me. We are going to work this out. You are going to listen to me. I mean, demanding, nasty, smug, like not your position, sweetheart, not your position. So I just end up ignoring her because I'm not going to, I'm not going to feed anything into that. The very next day is my son's 18th birthday. She sends me another message. Melanie, I've contacted the police. I have enough information on you to charge you with harassment. If you do not, you've given me no other choice but to call the police and I have enough to charge you with harassment. I'm like, given you no other choice, bitch. I don't know you, boo. What part of no, you don't you get it, ho? So I message her back. I go, you know what? I don't know you. I don't want to know you. Leave me alone. Couple hours later, ring-a-ling-a-ling. It's the police. Melanie, we hear you're harassing so-and-so. I go, dude, you got wrong intel, partner. I said, she's actually been harassing me and rage calling me and saying that she's that I'm harassing her. I go, this is ridiculous. And I read him the text and he goes, well, sounds like you took care of it. Just don't talk to her. And I told her not to talk to you. I was like, OK, thank you. But like, well, you're sleeping with my husband, bitch. You're calling me, telling me I better pick up the phone when you call. I'm sorry. You got the wrong girl once again. So time goes on. I decide to leave the house, leave for sure, leave the marriage because he was not wanting to quit this woman. And amongst other things, that's not the only thing. As always, there's more to the story, right? But for this story, I end up leaving. I move out March 1st and, you know, I moved out what I could when I could. And then there was the lockdown, right? So I wasn't able to get everything that I needed. So that summer when the boys were at my place, I went back to the house probably maybe, maybe two, three times to get the last of my things. And I would do that when they weren't at the house because I didn't want them seeing me taking like my pink dining room rug out and just just out of sensitivity to them. So when I would go to the house, I still own this house, this, by the way. When I would go to the house, my ex-husband would call the police because he would claim that I'm robbing him. And he would claim he feels emotionally unsafe. I mean, the cops came one time. I'm picking out like Christmas stuff out from the from the basement i'm taking out my pink dining room rug it's just like obvious things that are mine and fyi this marriage was wrought with financial abuse i was given 50 dollars every two weeks to take care of the home to buy anything i needed for the home curtains pans linens bedspreads almost a four thousand square foot home and four kids like it, it it was insane. I ended up having to work 
to furnish the home because he would refuse at earning multiple six figures to give me any money to furnish the home. It was absolutely insane. So keep that in mind as you're you're hearing this story and just understanding what could possibly be the temperature of my psyche at this point in life. So he called the cops this one last time that I was there and the cops came and he's like, I don't feel safe. And the guy's like, you look safe. He's like, your dog's not barking. She's, she's like five to a hundred pounds soaking wet. You shouldn't look like she's bothering you. And he goes, well, I don't feel emotionally safe. And the cop's like, dude, I can't do anything for you on that. Like how ridiculous a grown ass man saying he doesn't feel emotionally safe. And he tells police that. Are you kidding me? Is this a joke? So moving stuff out. One of the last things I needed to move out was this beautiful king size emerald green velvet tuft gold studded headboard. It was absolutely fabulous. I had dreamed about this thing. I spent several, several hundred dollars, almost a thousand dollars on this. I have a whole Pinterest board on this thing. I thought all the colors I want to match with it was like pink and the whole bit. And we were sleep divorced for years, as a lot of couples I'm finding are sleep divorced. So he slept in another room. I slept in this king size bed with this headboard. And so I was wanting to get my headboard. And he was arguing with me over it. He's like, you're not taking that headboard. It's like, the hell I am. I paid for it. He's like, no, you didn't. Uh, the hell I did. I have the receipt for it, asshole. And so that was like a large fight back and forth. And that last day I was getting the last of my stuff out. There just wasn't any room left in the truck for my headboard. And I had needed help to, to pick it up. And so I was like, I'm coming back for the headboard. He's like, no, you're not. It's like, yes, I am. So it was a lot of back and forth like that. So a week or two later, he takes his little hoe bag for a week long vacation to the beach. And I'm thinking this is a perfect time for me to go get my headboard. He's not there, not gonna tattletale call the cops on me because I don't know. And I can go get my headboard without incident. So I let him know, hey, I'm coming to the house since you're away to get the headboard, thank you. He's like, well, it's, no, you're not. And I said, well, I am, I own the home, I'm coming to get it. So I go to the house, there's no headboard. It's not in the bedroom, not in the basement. Not in any of the rooms, it's nowhere to be found. So let me ask you something. Where do you think this headboard is at this point? I, 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 I'll give you one guess. It's at this bitch's house, allegedly. Allegedly. Okay, we'll put that out there, allegedly. But you know, where could you possibly think someone would put a king-size headboard that they're hiding? So I call him up, I'm like, where the hell is my headboard? He's like, I have it with me at the beach. I go, no one brings a headboard to the beach, asshole. Where is it? And we are arguing back and forth. He comes back from the beach. I call the cops in the meantime. I'm like, this bitch has my headboard. I want it back. She's stolen it. This is what it, you know, this is bullshit. And you guys know this. Allegedly, okay, allegedly she stole it. In my opinion, I think she stole it. Allegedly, I'm not accusing, I'm just saying allegedly. So the cops are like, well, you're, I mean, you're just gonna have to talk to your, your, your attorney. I mean, we don't know what to do. So he comes back from his little hoe bag trip with this whore and I pull up to the, into the driveway and I look in the back of his truck. I, well, if you took the headboard, it's in the back of your truck, ain't it? I open up the back of his truck, ain't no headboard in there. 
just like I thought. He walks out. He's furious. He slams the back bed door of the truck up. It pops me in the chin. And he's like, get the fuck away from my truck before I call the cops. And at this point, I am finished, beyond finished, beyond finished. Mind you, again, imagine the psyche of a woman who's pretty much been a single mom for 18 years, being financially abused left and right. And now this motherfucker takes my headboard that I had all these plans for and then pops me in the chin with the truck door. Then, 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 let me, let me ask you, how do you think I feel at that moment? And then put 10X on that. So I had this, bizarrely enough, I had this at the ready, I had this whiteboard, this big whiteboard, and I grabbed a white erase marker and I wrote something on it. I was furious. I was on my way to dinner to a friend's house. And of course, on the way is this horse house. So I just drive up to her house and I go, knock, 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 walk up to the door, knock on the door. Uh, she comes to the door and her just, she comes to the door and she looks through the window and she goes, I'm not opening the door for you. And I said to her, do you typically take husbands and headboards? Is that what you typically do? Do you typically take husbands and headboards? She's like, I'm calling the police. And so I was, I lit into her and shred her into a thousand pieces with every word you can think of. Think of the word, go ahead, think of it. I said it. I was like, you know what, lady? And I just vomited all over her. And I said, I got something for you too. So I go out into my car. I get this head, my, the white magic erase board. I pull it out. And incidentally, she had just gotten her driveway finished and there was a rope there to rope it off and two wooden stakes on either side of the driveway. So it was perfect. So I take this white erase board and I leaned it up against the little wooden stake on the, I leaned, I put it on the road and leaned it up against the wooden stake. And it said, I steal husbands and headboards. And I had that out there for all her neighbors to see, because you know what? That's what I do. I'm a truth teller. I steal husbands and headboards because this bitch is all about optics. So guess what? We're just going to let all your neighbors know exactly what you do. <laughs> so there you have that. So I get into my car. I get to the end of the road. Here's the police. It's the same police that have come to the house. Melanie, it's like a first name basis at this point. Melanie, I mean, have you talked to your attorney? I was like, no, it's a Saturday night. I'm not talking to my attorney about this. You guys know good and damn well my stuff is in her house. This is bullshit. They're like, well, just call your attorney on Monday morning. So I got a dinner. That next Monday, I had a vacation scheduled to go to Florida. I go to Florida for a couple days. I come back home. I check my mail. Guess what's in the mail? Charges. I have charges of harassment and trespassing. Summary offenses, by the way, like mm, 400 bucks a piece. So like 800 and some dollars to pay. I was like, the hell and no. Absolutely not on a thousand freaking ass fronts. This woman came into my world, into my sphere, into my little world, harassing me, screwing my husband, taking my shit. And now she thinks she's gonna fucking gaslight me, flip the script on me. 
and act like a bitch? No. Hell no. So I call my attorney. He refers me to a defense attorney who ended up being really great. I talked to him. He's like, just sign not guilty. He's like, and we'll just get a court date. He's like, pretty simple. So send it in. I was like, I'm not paying for shit. So send it in. We get a court date like that September. And the court date comes and guess what? Somebody's sick with COVID. Oh, poor little baby can't make the court date because she has COVID. Okay, we believe that, don't we? So it gets pushed to October. October date comes, she pushes it back again. I can't even remember the reason why, but she pushed it back again, canceled it, pushed it back again. So it got pushed to December. December comes along and there's, she, she called to try to get it changed to like a different time of day that day. And my attorney's like, no, we're not changing time. No. And the, apparently then the judge was like, well, for, well, forget it then. And he moved it to that February. I mean, can you believe this? Can we just like pause? Can we believe any of this? So the guy moves it to February. February comes and there's like a monster snowstorm on the court date day. Courts are shut down. This is dragging out people longer than it needs to be. It got rescheduled to March now. So the day before the court date, my attorney calls me. He said, hey, officer so-and-so called and said they'll drop the harassment charge if you uh, accept the trespassing charge. I said, Billy, that was my attorney. I said, hell and no. I paid you to watch you eviscerate this woman on a stand. And I'm popping popcorn watching this whole show, partner. No, 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 no. If she if she wants to accuse me of X, Y, and Z, then that bitch will say it to my face in a courtroom. And I'm going to watch her. And then I'm going to watch you eviscerate her while she does it and watch her squirm and piss her pants. I'm popping popcorn for that. I paid for this. Hell and no, I'm not sexting anything unless it's you eviscerating her, period, point blank. So he's like, all right. So he calls the officer back. Ring-a-ling-a-ling, he calls me back. He said, hey, she said she's gonna drop the charges because she just wants to move on with her life. You know what, bitch? That's what I fucking thought. You fold like a cheap freaking suit because you're nothing but a liar, period, point blank. Can you tell I can't, still cannot stand this woman? Still can't. Nope. She came into my world and did other things I'm not telling you about that hurt my children. So I got nothing for this lady. Nothing. So I was quite, quite, quite pleased that I kept pushing, pushing, pushing and standing up for myself. Like, hell no. You're the bitch in this scenario, not me. Don't take people's shit and you won't find out. You know what I'm saying? You won't find out. So don't press me, lady. Anyways, that's my story. <laughs> Husbands and headboards. Hence the podcast, Husbands and Headboards. So one other thing besides telling a crazy story that's just nutty is we wanted to, I want to be able to entertain the people 
with crazy, funny divorce stories, because, you know, at some point you just have to, after a while, turn back around and go, oh my gosh, that was freaking bananas. How in the world? Like, is that really me? Like, that's just nuts. But it's just like, ladies, holla if you hear me. Like, if you've been through a divorce, you realize you get pushed beyond limits, just pushed. And you know what I mean, if you know what I mean. And so it's just interesting. And I want other women to feel like they can turn around and look back and just be able to laugh at that. Just laugh and not take it so seriously and let it just be this human event that it is. But also, too, to be able to look back and go, gosh, what did I really? Because I don't want the podcast to be all doom and gloom and crazy, ugly stories. Like, so, okay. So, after that, after all this time has passed, like, what have you learned from all of this? Is there anything you learned? Is there any like relational gem? Is there any wisdom? What did you learn about yourself? What good came out of that? So, I'm going to ask that of all my guests, and I will start with myself. One of the things that I think when I turn around and I look back at that, I realize, and this is very uh, cliche to say, but it's just so true that I'm more resilient than I thought I was. I'm stronger than I thought that I was. And I like that about me. And so that's that. And that's my story. And thank you so much for listening. If you have a story or if you know someone who has a story that's absolutely loony and cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and you think should be heard on this story as a way to maybe be a, something cathartic or something entertaining, would you please send my information along? MelanieKathleen at Yahoo.com is my contact email. And thank you again so much for listening. Appreciate you. We will catch you next time on Husbands and Headboards. Oh,